Welcome to Cisco Champion Radio, Season 5, Episode 27. Today we'll be talking about Duo, one of Cisco's most recent acquisitions, with Carrie Ann Butler and Umang Barman from Duo. Our Cisco Champion hosts today are Evan Mincer and Martin Schoenbacher. As for me, I'm Brett Shore from the Cisco Champion Program Team, and I'll be playing the part of moderator. Carrie Ann, if you can start out by introducing yourself and your role at Cisco, that would be a great start. Hey, everybody. I'm Carrie Ann Butler, Product Manager with Duo Security. And now that we are part of Cisco, I'm tasked with looking at how Duo will integrate best Cisco portfolio products. Great. Thanks, Kerry. And then Umang, can you do the same? Yes, of course. Hi, everyone. My name is Umang Barman. I'm a product marketing manager at Duo, and my current responsibility is to have sales enablement and go-to-market strategy for all of Cisco, later to Duo, obviously. Great. Thanks, Umang. Now, Evan, can you tell us who you are, where you are, and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Evan Mincer. I am a principal solutions architect for a manufacturing company. We're a global company, so we're in all the major regions. My role really here is around network and security. Great. Thanks, Evan. Uh, now, Martin, uh, same question. Who you are, where you are, and what you do? I'm Martin Schoenbacher. I'm working for Axions, ICT Austria, which is in Austria, Central Europe, as a data center architect, mostly focused on uh, data center technologies, for example, ACI. Perfect. Thank you. Now we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and get started, and I'll pass the mic over to Evan uh, to ask the first question. Great. Thanks a lot, Brett. Uh, so, Karen and Mong, thanks for joining us. Uh, for starters, can you tell us a little bit about Duo, some of the history, and what business problems you guys solve? I will take this question. So, <laughs> we we started back in about 2008 as uh, starting with MFA. Our our mission was to democratize security for everybody, make it easy and effective for all. And over the years, in listening to the the problems our customers were solving in their environment, uh, we started solving problems with trusted access and then continuing on to, lately, the zero trust journey. So ensuring that you can verify the trust of the user and the device that they're using to access applications and critical data in your environment. So how big is Duo? How many employees do you guys have and where are your locations? Well, before Cisco acquired us, because now we're much bigger, right? We're all Cisco. But uh, Duo Security as a business unit, a little over 700 employees. Our headquarters are in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our founders, Doug Song and John Oberheide, are very, uh, you know, they very much care about the community and they are, you know, went to school in Michigan and they've been in Michigan a long time. So our headquarters stayed in Ann Arbor. Um, but we opened offices in Austin, Texas, which is where we have another large group of engineers and, um, you know, design and, that, and product. Uh, we also have an office in San Mateo, California, which is more sales-focused, and we have an office in London, also more sales-focused. And our newest office in, uh, in Detroit. Oh, of course. Yes, thank you, Amon. So thanks for um, taking over here. The next question is, what products and services are part of the Duo portfolio? Umang, I'll let you take that one since I've been talking. Sure. Uh, so Duo has three main products, uh, and these are products that customers can buy. So they are called Duo MFA, Duo Access, and uh, Duo Beyond. Uh, the, our, our thought behind those products was to basically provide increasing level of security as customers you know, tend to start with something small and basic and then grow into something which is more advanced and covers more users and devices. So what Duo MFA essentially offers is, uh, is, is user authentication for any application. The, one of the things that I have heard from pretty much every customer is 
Duo is licensed. I mean, Duo, you can buy Duo for unlimited uh, applications. The only time we really charge the customer is for, for users. So as you add more users, you, you know, increase your license count. That's the only way you, know, you can buy Duo is per user. Now, as, they, as, as, the, as the company tends to deploy more applications, one other business, problems that, business problem that we've heard customers most often mention is you have all these personal or BYO devices that are also accessing your on-prem and cloud applications. And so Duo Access and Duo Beyond are basically designed to give uh, those organizations visibility into end-user devices and then more insight into the security posture of devices. So if uh, an organization has BYO policies or, or, or you know, has BYO devices but don't really enforce BYO policies, dual access and dual beyond are, are perfect fit, fit for those customers. Great. So you, have you seen any other, sorry, have you seen any other changes since the acquisition Besides just the, the Cisco integration, uh, I think the changes have all been been very positive. Uh, to be honest with you, the you know one thing that that immediately customer want to know is is what what's going to happen to their their you know the Duo product. So one of the things that customer most often tell Duo is you know we really love your product, and love is a very rare word to be used with a IT product, let alone a security product. And so we we wanted to make sure that whatever we have done and whatever things that we have done for customers continue in the same way, uh, which means how we build product, how we deliver those products, how we service those products, uh, you know, and most of that done very closely with our customers. And when we build anything, we, we have a, a very rigorous process to, you know, ask customers about what new feature functionality they need. We built a you know, any product we built is then you know tested with customers. We have uh, something called as an active development program, which goes on for six or more months, where we learn from customers about the validity of this feature, the usefulness of it. There's a whole design team of you know five or six people that work on the project while it's going through the development. So the process is pretty rigorous, and the output of that is by the time we actually launch the product, we have 10 or 20 customers already using it. And our target is to make that bigger. We want to make sure before we actually launch the product, we have 50 or more customers using it. And that isn't, isn't very easy. It goes through you know, a lot of you know, feedback from the customers, a lot of time and resources are spent on it. Um, but ultimately, what we deliver is something the customer really love to use. So we intend to continue that. And for me, that hasn't changed. You know, even in the last uh, six or eight weeks we were here, Cisco has been very supportive of the fact that you know we still you know want you uh, duo to continue building and developing and 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 uh, you know uh, sending the product to customers just as we have. And from a customer side, I think most customers have been really positive because you know I think there's a number that was shared with us uh, that 90% of the world is Cisco customers or organizations are Cisco customers in some form or the other. Uh, we just we want to make sure that we can reach out to those customers, tell them what we do, because if there is a, a real business problem that we can solve and cu other customers can find uh, usefulness to it, then I'm sure um, you know those customers can can as well. So one of the one of the big focuses we have in the next few months is to make uh, and to reach out to Cisco customers and make them aware of what we do and help them understand the business problems they solve. Great, yeah, so that kind of leads me into my next question. 
I was looking at website earlier and I noticed some great customer test you know, testimonials, uh, you know, Eventbrite, Etsy, Level One Bank, uh, Eastern Michigan University. So lots of different customers. So you kind of talked about they shouldn't expect anything bad, but is there anything that they can expect now that you guys are a Cisco, you know, Cisco entity? I was going to start by saying, you know, before Cisco acquired us, we had over 3,000 of our existing paying customers were already using Duo to protect access to the Cisco ASA VPN, for example. Now that we're, and we were doing that with, you know, Radius, LDAP integration, et cetera, you know, standards, right? Standards-based integration. But now that we're part of Cisco, you know, our colleagues are Cisco product managers and engineering teams that are excited to add more value to our, our mutual customers. And so we can start having conversations where these integrations get deeper and stronger and add more value to the customers. But, but to that end, we're very much in this customer discovery phase where our product team, including myself, is talking to as many customers as possible to find out, okay, what, what are the problems you want to solve? What, what Cisco security portfolio products do you use today? How are you using them? And what would be meaningful for you with an integration with Duo? And there's so many things we get to hear now and that, you know, in the future we get to, to you know, hopefully take some action on, add more value. I'd, I'd like to add uh, something else. I think this is a very interesting story. The, the, there are two things I think that the that, that duo can bring to Cisco and, and you know, what, what customers can expect. One thing is that um, the first one is, you know, duo brings it with it a very unique uh, security perspective. We have, you know, in terms of, like what we actually see, Duo is on every user's device. We get a lot of user authentication data. Uh, Cisco has traditionally been at the network level, so we can we, we nicely can uh, complement Cisco's security portfolio in that, where Cisco has a lot more network data and Duo has a lot more user or authentication data. So customer can expect a much stronger overall security posture coming out of coming out of Cisco. And the second thing I think customers can expect is we we do really uh, we do really uh, want to continue moving along uh, the way we have you know like I said earlier with the way we build the way we execute our products. So one thing for them to expect is to not expect any major changes. We do want to continue to fulfill their use case and solve the problem the same way we have. And so there's any dual customers, they shouldn't be concerned at all. Um, in fact, we would love to talk to them and, and you know, address their concerns directly if any of the customers are, are listening to this podcast in the future um, and talk to them and understand what their concerns are and so we can, we can help them. Great. Thank you, Mike. Um, coming back to the dual solution itself, uh, which platforms are currently supported, and what are difference on the support uh, for the different platforms? Yeah, I can I can start with that. Carrion has a lot more. So, Carrion has you know a whole work stream dedicated to uh, Cisco integrations. But right now, the main the main product areas we integrate with Cisco are with Cisco AnyConnect VPN. Uh, and so these are you know the AnyConnect VPN. If if you're not familiar, is the is a VPN endpoint client that you use to connect to your corporate applications running on-premise or in the headquarters. And Duo basically adds a second form of authentication to Cisco AnyConnect. So when a user want to access the, their on-prem application and they go through their AnyConnect client, Duo will prompt them for the second password. That's their number one integration, which 
you know, Karen was mentioning earlier, 3,000 plus customers use today. And that's the area we see a lot more growth in. There are, you know, I believe uh, the, the number of people that actually protect their VPN gateway with uh, MFA is close to 30%. Uh, yet, that still continues to be the number one attack vector for attackers to get access to on-prem applications. So we want to make sure we can build the best and the easiest to use integration for any connect, whether that any connect runs on ASA or whether that runs on FTD. Um, and so we want to make sure we, we get that best way we can. Uh, the second thing we want to focus on is explore a bunch of other use cases. And like, you know, we, we know Cisco has a pretty rich product, security product portfolio that expands, you know, identity uh, services engine, ICE, AMP, which is advanced malware protection, Umbrella, Talos, and, and they are all, they're all targeted at a specific use case and a problem. So we basically intending to spend the next three to six months investigating what problems we can solve with which of those products. Yeah, Cisco has a lot of uh, different security products out there, as you know, ICE and, and uh, Umbrella, Talos, everything. So anything we can hear about those integrations would be great. Obviously, non-NDA at this time. Certainly, yeah. We're just we're we're talking. We're meeting the product teams for all of these different groups. Umang and I were just talking to a fellow on the CloudLock team uh, last week, but right now they're very much exploratory conversations where we're learning more about the Cisco products, the use cases they solve, and and how they do it, so that we can further understand well what what can Duo Plus you know this product do together, and then we're talking to customers and seeing how they use the products and how they want how they want Duo to fit into that picture. And I've heard a variety of stories already. So it's a matter of you know, collating all that information. Uh, Duo Security has always been very uh, customer data point driven when we decide which problems we prioritize in the order that we solve certain things. And we'll continue that process. I also wanted to further answer, I think it was Martin's question about what platforms we run on. Just to be, just to be very clear, Duo Security is a, is a cloud-based solution. So our customers, our mutual customers, when they administer Duo, they're doing it in the browser, um, you know, accessing our administrative uh, panel in, through their browser. Uh, and then end users that uh, are using Duo Push to do their secondary authentication are, are typically installing Duo Mobile on their smartphones, uh, Android, iOS, et cetera. Yeah, I actually have it installed on my phone. You do? What do you think about I it? I do. It's a great product. I, I, do have, I do have two MFA solutions. I have Duo and I actually have you know, Microsoft's Azure. And uh, from a security standpoint, and that's where I kind of sit, Duo does a better job. Yeah. Just a simple thing is if I have the authenticator request on the home screen, I have to authenticate to my phone for Duo to respond, not Azure. Azure, theirs will allow it to go through, which I'm, mm. as a security person, I'm a little hesitant with the Azure side of it. Got it. Okay, interesting to hear. Thank you. Yeah, we get, um, every time I talk to customers, I, we ask how, how their end users are, are, are feeling about Duo Push, and it's, it's frequently uh, quite an upgrade to, you know, having to use hardware tokens or that kind of thing. In fact, I have a fun story. Um, Stanford Health uh, rolled out Duo to protect access to many of their applications, including signing electronic prescriptions for controlled substances. So when a physician does that to meet compliance, they've got to be prompted for 2FA at that point. A physician actually called this IT admin and left a voicemail to say thank you, that it was such a great experience, they loved it. And he's like, I've never had a doctor reach out to me and thank me for adding a security thing to the workflow. So uh, we get to hear great stories like that. It feels good. 
it's good to hear when, when other professions are worried about security as well. So, you know, back to looking at your website, I was looking at it earlier and I noticed a lot of documentation. You guys, you've highlighted a lot of companies, including a lot of Cisco competitors as you work with them. You talked about ASAs, but there's obviously other companies that work with that. Do you see any changes with those competitors or non-Cisco no, companies? So the documentation you're looking at, I would imagine, is is showing how how you can use Duo to protect access to those applications. I I go to a lot of security conferences in my job role um, with partners like CyberArk. I was at their user conference. Uh, meet people from Cellpoint. Every professional in the security space does recognize that that we're all part of a security ecosystem. And to do, and especially at Duo, we recognize this, to do what's best for your customers. Um, many of us don't want to be asking our mutual customers to rip out and replace infrastructure they've invested in. You want to play, play well with, with all of the security partners. So the integrations that we have there today with who might now be considered more of a Cisco competitor now that we are Cisco, we do intend to support those. Uh, going forward as best that we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, there's some like CyberArk, you said, they're not really a, a Cisco competitor, um, but then there are others out there that are. I assume you guys are going to be left to the point where you can still design for the third parties as well, for the, you know, for the other companies? You know, one of the things that does make this possible and easier is that, is that at, at the most basic level of integration, we can take advantage of protocols like Radius, LDAP, and SAML. So if, if applications out there are using uh, some of these technologies, especially some of these newer ones like SAML, we can take advantage of that and still document. The documentation makes it easier for our mutual customers to discover exactly how to set up the integration. That's awesome. That sounds like a you know, good future. Then. Okay, um, I have another question. Um, how long does it usually take to get a proof of concept up and running? And is there um, how to process to get support from the, uh, people from Duo to get it up and running and functioning? Well, the first thing I was going to say is the last number I saw, a data point, was that the median time to a working trial is 3.6 days. Um, again, since our inception as a company, we focused on making security easy and effective, and that definitely includes the deployment process and uh, a proof of concept. Um, so, uh, Uman, go ahead. Yeah, that's a that's a great starting data point. The the for most customers, you know, the the anecdote I have is they they don't even call us until they they are able to they they're able to set up on their own. So. We offer to all customers, to all prospects rather, a 30-day free trial. When they start their 30-day free trial, we share all the available integrations that, that Duo can support or all the application integration. What most, end, most customers end up doing is they integrate Duo uh, based on the documentation. And the documentation page lists out those integration in, uh, in a step-by-step -step way, walking them through screenshots, through instructions, some of them even have a video. Once customers do that, uh, they can easily test it out themselves, enrolling a couple of users. And we see most times IT, you know, IT themselves enroll to see how it works. And you know, in in the next, you know, basically when they have set up, they they call Duo. And when we talk to them, we we realize that they've already gone through the POC themselves. Uh, they've already set up the integration. They've already tested the users. In most cases, it's very self-sufficient. It's very fast, as Karen pointed out. 
three to three, three to three and a half days for from starting to to working trial. Um, another data point: it was Boston University was able to enroll and onboard. 24,000 students in less than two months. So even rolling out to end users can be quick. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive stuff. So what else can we tell you? So is, is there anything else that you can share about, uh, you know, where, I guess, where the future holds? Obviously, you know, people want to know where things are going, especially with, the, you know, with being acquired by Cisco. Anything else that you can share? I'll yeah. go ahead with that one. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. We're both remotely in different places, so we're trying so hard not to step on each other. <laughs> go, go ahead, Carrie Ann. So, so what I was what I was saying was, Duo Security as a security company has been on our own journey, uh, and over the last few years, we've added the, the trusted access story, where we can provide. You know, it goes beyond verifying the identity of the user, which you can do with 2FA, right? And then, because of our trusted access story, we can verify the endpoint hygiene. So, whatever laptop or smartphone or desktop that your end user is using to access your critical applications, we can see that we have got visibility into the hygiene of those devices, and it's agentless. So we're not asking your end users to install anything extra on their endpoints in order for us to do this. So we can provide visibility to customers to see, well, what version of operating systems are being used to access this information. 75% of, of breaches are related to the attacker taking advantage of an out-of-date endpoint, whether it's the operating system out-of-date or the browser out-of-date, that kind of thing. Because you know a lot of updates include fixes to security vulnerabilities. And 99% of those attacks are, are taking advantage of a vulnerability that's been out for over a year. So Duo's been helping with these problems that customers were having. And then a couple of years ago, um, we were hearing from our customers the challenge of trying to access, we want, our workload is moving to the cloud. We've got more applications that are end users we want to take advantage of, applications that run in the cloud, but we're not comfortable with that from a security standpoint. You know, how can you help us? And the other problem we were hearing was BYOD. I mean, some companies, I asked them, what's your BYOD policy? Uh, many companies have one, but they can't really enforce it, um, well, until they start working with Duo as a security partner. Or they say they don't have one, but they know that they've got end users that are still using their tablets or their personally owned, you know, tablets or smartphones to access email. And so Google wrote a paper about where security is going, and they called it Beyond Core. And we were the first company to productize this idea. When you've got these challenges of accessing cloud apps, and users want to use their own devices to get their job done, whether it's on-premise applications or hosted in the cloud, we were able to deliver um, our highest edition product, which was Among was describing earlier, called Duo Beyond. Okay, now that we're part of Cisco, right, this is the next exciting part of the journey. And I'm, I'm personally really thrilled about this. Cisco's always taken security very, uh, as a very high priority for everything that they can solve for their customers. But now that they're partnering with Duo, uh, we can combine, we can kind of break that barrier of security on the network and help more easily solve customers' problems, whether they're accessing in-network applications or cloud applications, whether they're using endpoints that are on the network or endpoints that, you know, it's the customer, it's the end user's own laptop and he's sitting in a coffee shop. And so Cisco and Duo are really better together, and we're looking to help our customers achieve that zero trust posture, and that's what we want to do together. A long answer. <laughs> No, those are great. Um, I have another one. Um, on the status page, you show about 61 instances running of your infrastructure. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how it's spread across the planet? So high level, you know, we uh, we probably 
in, in production, you know, that's, uh, an, in, that's an area which is managed by a production engineering team, and I think both Karen and I have uh, limited knowledge on how it's actually distributed. Basically, at a high level, you know, Duo is, 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 has two, two main so data centers, and we are, we're fully on AWS. And those data centers, you know, obviously, you know, Amazon has some, some back-end uh, redundancy promise. So there is one data center in the U.S. and one in, in Ireland, I think, um, which, is, which is for European customers. So uh, the idea is to basically distribute the customers across these number of instances. Hi, this is Sean. Are you talking about availability zones, regions, or for that AWS backend? How, do you, how can you clarify that? Because are you talking about how you guys are in two different regions or are you in the same region but two different availability zones? Can, can you get details on that? Uh, I don't have details on that today. I know we do take advantage of like those different east-west regions of Amazon Web Services infrastructure, but I really can't tell you more than that. I don't know. Okay, that, that'll be fine. Thank you. And I would expect with Cisco, more resources are coming your way. You know, that's a good thought. And again, that's uh, something that production engineering handles. I would think not in the short term, but yeah, over medium and long term, we'd see what we can take advantage of there, certainly. That was certainly with minimal disruption to customers or none, that would be a high priority. We take reliability and uptime very seriously. How has your, how has your reliability been in the past? Any issues that came up? So we're historically at over 99% uptime. We did have a couple of outages in the last few months, but we've been addressing those. Our production engineering has been very focused on those to remediate so that things like that won't happen again, just like learning lessons like, okay, what did we focus on or where, where was this dropped? And again, it was not even across all of, uh, as Martin pointed out, our 61 deployments. It affected just the one out of the 61 deployments. But you know what? That's one too many. And so uh, over the last few months, we, um, we definitely shifted focus to, wait, how do we shore this up to make sure this doesn't happen again? And we worked with all the customers. Our customer success team and our VP of customer success, Lisa Paul, is dynamite. And they, they pivoted and definitely focused on reaching out to all the customers impacted, got on the phones with everybody, talked about what was going on and, and what we're doing to uh, make it right and turn it around. Yeah, great, great answer. And again, that was one deployment out of 61, but whew, that's, it's critical to us, for our customers. It sounds great that you talk, talk open to that and that be closed and don't give out anything. We've got a culture of transparency, even when it's not easy, <laughs> right? It, it helps. It, it just is just a better way. It's the better way to communicate. It's a better way to be. Great. So I know some of the uh, Cisco champions are, are partners as well. They're probably wondering when... You know, so right now, Duo sales are through you know, through the Duo website. When's it going to be coming into uh, you know Cisco's into the CCW? Yeah, so those are those are plans in in progress, and as you can imagine, those are not it's not a flip of a switch. It's a pretty elaborate process to get on the uh, get on the CCW. The the short answer is that partners can can still sell today. So if you're interested, you know, work with your with your Duo partner, work with your Duo sales rep, and our plans to get on the on the Cisco. Uh, Cisco prices is in motion, but it's unlikely going to happen in the next uh, in the next six to eight months. Curious about the community.duo.com. Um, or is anybody else like any champions involved in the the Duo community? Anything that's good or interesting that's come out of that, or uh, is that something that we should join as uh, Cisco champions? Just kind of peruse that. See what's going on. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Um, I know that we've got some of our dual engineers that 
are present in those forums and that chime in and answer when appropriate. We've also got our customer success people in there and our, we've got a couple of people focused on, on community and, our, and beefing up our knowledge base uh, and contributing to those forums. So, so yeah, definitely take a look. And, and frankly, conversation among customers is a great way for people to get advice from other customers and to help each other. I know um, I've in the past I was a product manager focused on our education vertical for a while and and there's such a camaraderie among among customers at least at least I saw it firsthand in the education vertical. I've been to a couple of uh, education specific conferences and and yeah, I mean if I'm there and I can answer a question, but I've overheard conversations where people are just helping each other or giving each other advice. You know, how, how did you deploy to thousands of students? And what do your faculty and staff think? And how did you set up this integration? And it's, uh, yeah, I highly recommend the community forums. Yeah, and it seems to have a pretty, pretty easygoing culture. They even have a, a cake day in there, so, which is good. I did not know about this. What is cake oh, day? I, well, I'm assuming that you, when you put in your profile, you put in your, your date of birth, not the year, because it doesn't go back far enough for me. But um, uh, I oh, imagine okay. on your day of birth, it would be you having cake today, and you get special mention. I thought that was actually pretty good. That's fun. No, I, I wasn't aware of that. Two weeks too late. Um, another question. Um, is there any support for Meraki so far? I think yeah, so officially, or unofficially, I should say, there, there are two ways to support Meraki. There is, the, there is the Meraki admin panel, which you know customers use to manage all their Meraki endpoints, uh, Wi-Fi points. Uh, Duo has an integration where admins can you know, authenticate or, or strongly authenticate before they actually log in because it's a you know, sensitive portal where you're managing pretty much all your deployment. That's one. Uh, the second use case is for end users who may use Meraki uh, VPN to you know, access their on-premise applications just like Cisco AnyConnect. So there is a way where Duo can be integrated with, with Meraki VPN to make sure they're strongly authenticating before they get onto the network. Sounds great. I can tell you a few more things about Duo's culture since we, we touched on it a few times in this podcast. Today at work, um, I, I'm, I'm away. I'm in California at a uh, actually a Cisco security forum with a few customers. But if I were in the office today at Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, all of engineering and product and production engineering is participating in a hack day. We do these hack days, I think it's twice a year, is it four times a year, where the whole company basically prepares and then spends the day hacking out different ideas that could benefit either our products or our business process or something in our environment at work. Um, and we've, we've, had, we've had things wind up in our products that came out of Hack Day. Basically, engineers just having license of the day to get together and form teams and try out a fun idea. And this is heavily prepared for. So there will be, I mean, there's usually dozens of teams, and each team is anywhere recommended from like four to eight people. And each team has to have an idea posted in the wiki, and you go and sign up. You can either start your own team or, or join an existing team, and it's the whole day. There's breakfast is brought in, lunch is brought in, dinner is brought in. There's an award ceremony at the end. It's very, it's very fun. And then another example of duo culture is that all of our um, company meetings that we have, we end them with an appreciation where people can stand up and thank and, and name a specific duo person and thank them for some, something they did, a recent contribution. We'll end with like five or ten minutes of just thanking each other and naming things that they did. It's, it's, it's a very great place to work. Yeah, that sounds interesting. 
Trying to think what else we could tell you about too. Omang, do you have ideas of more stuff we could share? <laughs> Put you on the spot. I would say our product team talks to customers regularly. I'm here at this event where I'll be talking to dozens of customers, but even when I'm in the office, we, we all get on the phone and we set up meetings and we include we include our engineers and designers in those calls. You know, Omang was talking about how one of the things that we intend on keeping is is how we deliver features, how we solve problems for our customers. And an example of the way that we do that is I've, I've recently been tasked with making an improvement to um, this on-premise connector that we have that enables you to insert Duo into the, in, into the authentication workflow for a few of the integrations. Um, we've want, been wanting to make improvements to that project. And with this, I've got an engineering team and I've got a designer I work with. Well, how do we do that right? We want to make sure that the ideas that we're coming up with are valuable to a customer and, and usable and technically feasible. It doesn't help if my designer comes up with some wicked awesome idea and then a month later my engineer says, that's not even possible. <laughs> so we, we work together right from the start. So before we even write a single line of code, we spend, like for that project I'm talking about, we spent a quarter going and visiting customers in person. So I took the engineer, the lead engineer and the designer, we went to Texas. And in three days, we talked to eight customers, and a month later, we went to San Francisco. Same thing, three days, talked to eight customers, showed them wireframes, and based on feedback, we iterated and changed, made changes to what we were doing to show the next customer an hour later. And it's a, it's a really fun process. It's super motivating. And then even if I can't be in the room, you know, a month or two later when engineering is working on something, there are engineers there and a designer there who heard right from the customers what was important and what mattered and they can make the right decisions because we've empowered them to do that. This is really important to us, we'll, we'll, and we'll keep, we'll keep delivering features this way. Yeah, that sounds very customer-focused. Yeah, you gave me some empty air time, so now I just start gushing about my favorite parts of my job. <laughs> can you uh, tell us a little bit about the support um, group from Geosecurity? How do I exit them? You mean the technical support? Yes. Yeah, we have uh, we have technical support, so... They, they basically follow the Sun model. They have uh, you know technical supports out out in in London. We have you know some in the East Coast, some on the West Coast. Uh, you know main 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 areas uh, for technical support. So we, we we have sort of like two different packages: uh, a, a basic customer support, which is available to all customers. Um, you know you can get on the you can get on chat with them. You can you can email them. You can get on a phone call with them. I think the support hours are 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 you know eight hours in a day, uh, five days a week. Uh, however, some customers can also get a premium support at a at a paid subscription price, which is called Dual Care. With the with the with a paid subscription, they basically get more hours. They get prioritized support. So if you have you know a critical event in your network that that Duo is impacting, then you can get on the phone with the customer after hours, and some someone from the technical support team will help you. We have one of the things that we we also do, which is somewhat related to the support and, and overall perspective about Duo, is we measure uh, something called as a Net Promoter Score, which which basically gauges uh, the the what is what is the likelihood of a customer recommending Duo to a friend? Uh, and Duo has consistently been somewhere between 65 and 70. That is, you know, by any measure, really high. So Cisco is roughly at 60, uh, 35, which is which is which is pretty awesome even for an enterprise company. And so we 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 hope to keep that 65-70 score, which 
you know, overall represents how we, you know, building products, how we support those customers, and, uh, and you know, what, what those customers then respond and, and the scores that they give us. Thanks for that insight. Well, thank you both, Martin okay. and, and Evan and Carrie Ann. So this has been Episode 27 of Cisco Champions Radio Season 5. I want to thank all of you for joining us today, especially Carrie Ann and Umong for sharing their insight, and Martin and Evan for hosting today's session. As always, thanks to everyone for joining and participating in Cisco Champions Radio. Look for this episode and other episodes on iTunes and blogs.cisco.com slash perspectives. Until next time.